This is Dubai Eye 103.8. Getting it right, striking the work-life balance. And I'm delighted to say we have Emma Carberry, who's the Managing Director of Mindfulness Dubai in the studio. Hi, Emma. Thank you for coming in. Thanks very much for having me. Great to be here. So before we get into discussing work-life balance, discussing what you guys do at Mindfulness Dubai, we've been asking everyone that's taken part in the programme today what they think about dressing for success. And obviously, um, you're a certified mindfulness teacher. Uh And with that comes um, reading people and and understanding yourself in situations. So I'd be really interested to hear your perspective on on what you think, uh, you know, how important it is to dress appropriately or if if that's something that you, you guys at Mindfulness Dubai think is important. Yeah, I think it's super important. Um, And really, um, when I'm thinking about, you know, how do you dress for success? It's more about reading the organization that I'm going into and as best as possible, kind of trying to match my style so so that it's appropriate. Um, So knowing that, for instance, if I'm going in to teach a, a group of lawyers or financial services who are likely to be very kind of suited and booted, I'm going to look one way. Um, if I'm going into like a PR company um, who's far more casual, then I'm going to look another way. So it's kind of matching it. And, and that appropriateness, I think, goes a long way to, you know, to helping to build that connection with people. Yeah, I think uh, one of the words that's come up over and over in this conversation today has been context. And yeah. we all want to, you know, um, be accepted. And yeah. one of the ways to do that is assimilation and, and, and looking at how somebody else dresses can help guide you quite a lot. And a lot of the work that you do at Mindfulness um, Dubai is with companies and clients. And yeah. like you said, it's so important that you get that tone right with, with each place that you work in. So, um, George, do you remember a while ago we um, we did some yoga in the studio? We did yeah. some workplace yoga. Yep, I do. How relaxed did you feel afterwards? Uh, do you want an honest answer? Or do yeah, you want... of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I've, we've talked about this before. I've never been very yoga. I haven't never been really good at yoga, and so so a few minutes or a few seconds of yoga in the uh, in the studio is not going to make me really feel better than I'm feeling. But uh, yeah, um, yoga is not my thing. You're quite chilled, though, anyway, aren't you? I am in general really? I'm quite chilled. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. quite chilled. Now, Emma, I guess mindfulness is something. How could you? How would you explain it to somebody who doesn't know much about mindfulness? What would be your sort of intro to this is who we are and what we do? Well, often it's by telling people what it isn't. I think there are lots of misconceptions around what it is. Um, So there's a big misconception that mindfulness is just about chilling out, that it's a relaxation technique. But actually... um, it's not the opposite of that, but that's kind of a byproduct. So the byproduct is relaxation and yes, perhaps chilling out more. But I would more describe it as mindfulness is a set of techniques to help you get perspective. So perspective on who you are, how you're behaving, how you interact with the outside world. Um, you know, some in some ways we do that. So it could be done through meditation, but there are a whole lot of other kind of self-reflection t- techniques that can enable us to do that. So how can I look inside, see what's going on inside of me at the level of thoughts and feelings and emotions? And how can I then use that information to guide my action as I interact with the external world? 
And I mean, you've got huge clients. You've worked with um, big, big companies here in the region. Yeah. DHL, Fly Dubai, DP World, Expo 2020, yeah. Nielsen, Uber, you know, you you name it, those big companies you are working with. And I guess one of the things that you guys say is it, it helps people, um, like an athlete needs someone to help them with their diet, someone yeah. to help them in the gym, a physio maybe. This is something that you use to help people perform at their best. Absolutely. And I think, you know, nowadays we're we're quite familiar with the idea that, you know, if we want to look after ourselves physically, then, you know, whether we do it or not, probably we should start to do some exercise. We should go to the gym. Um, But I think what's a lot newer for people is, you know, how do I look after myself at the level of, you know, my my feelings, my emotions, my level of stress. Um, And for many years, it's almost as if we've not even known that that's possible. We've not known that it's possible to be able to train ourselves mentally to approach the world um, in a more effective way. And that's essentially what we're doing. And I think particularly nowadays, the environment we're working in, you know, it's hyper-connected, it's super fast-paced, it can feel incredibly overwhelming. So we need a set of inner skills so that we can interact with all of that in a really skillful way. Um, we had Shane Phillips on just before yeah. you, Emma, and he's very much wake up at 4.30, do this, do this, do this. And, you know, yeah. we had Mark Zuckerberg talking about the fact that he didn't have time for frivolous things such as thinking about how he dresses. How do you com- how do you um, encourage the, the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Shane Phillips of this world that they do need to take some time for mm. themselves and, and to use mindfulness? Well, you know, I think there are so many myths about what it takes to be successful. And I really enjoy helping people to kind of bust some of those myths. Um, Yes, there are people like Mark Zuckerberg and people, you know, all sorts of people that we can say, yes, they work, you know, 20 hours a day, they sleep for four hours. But there are equally lots of very successful people who have a much more balanced life. But we don't necessarily hear about them. Um, So, you know, I don't think there's one particular formula for anyone. It's going to be different for each individual. And it's also going to be different at different times in your life as well. So depending on whether you have kids, whether you're uh, running your own business or whether you're in corporate or what else might be going on in your life, it's going to be different. But I do think what actually what's quite damaging is when these myths around, yeah, you know, you've got to get up at four o'clock in the morning and it's the number of hours that you put in that's going to make you successful, that can be a very damaging message. Um, Yeah. Um, I guess lots of people that are listening to this show um, often uh, are thinking of setting up their own business Mm. or in the early stages. um, And one of the things that comes up is how do you take some time for yourself? What kind of tips do you have for entrepreneurs perhaps who are listening? What can they do to be proactive in terms of getting that work-life balance right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I kind of I have a little formula that I use with myself. um, And I, you know, when I'm working one to one, most of the work we do is with corporates, but I do quite often one to one work. And often that is with entrepreneurs or people running their own business. So, you know, the first one is perspective. So stopping for long enough to be able to take perspective on what's going on, you know, in my life generally. When you're running your own business, of course, you know, you care about it so much. It's very easy to just get right into the detail and before you know it, you can't see anything else other than your business. You know, you lose track of your family, you lo- lose track of your well-being, et cetera, et cetera. So allowing yourself to stop long enough to be able to to zoom out and see the big picture. Um, I think the other things kind of on top of that would be 
reminding yourself of what your values are. So an example of that might be, you know, if one of my most important values is self-compassion, but I've been working 17 hour days for the last three weeks, how likely is it that I'm going to able to be compassionate to anyone around yeah. me, to my husband, to my friends, to my family and, and to my clients as well? Um, you know, number three is, am I doing enough things in my life that inspire me and bring me a life? You know, so whether that's being out in nature, whether it's learning something new, whether it's spending quality time, like with my three cats, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, different things for different people. And then I think the final thing, which is super important, you know, because I really feel like work-life balance, forget that phrase in some ways, but we need to think about it as this is an inner job, it's an inside job. And the big question is, how am I talking to myself right now? What are the kind of narratives that are going on in my mind that are driving my behavior? Because um, often what we realize when we step back again to get perspective is we notice that we're actually being very harsh on ourselves. Um, so learning to be compassionate and ca caring about ourselves, speaking to ourselves in a way that allows us to to take that time to get perspective. That's really important. Thank you again, Emma Carberry is Thank the you. Managing Director of Mindfulness Dubai. Thank you so much. This is Dubai I 103.8.